I'm a dude, and I'm inviting you to join me on a podcast about brews. Does that include stouts? Yes. Yes, of course it includes stouts. Like I was saying, join us every Saturday on the journey hey, hey, into... Hey, co- wait a minute. Do you, do you guys do anything about, like, IPAs? Yes. Like that? Yes, of, yes, of, yes, we do IPAs. Okay. It's, okay. It, yes. Anyway, join us on the Journey into Comics Network for Brews with Dudes. Whoa, whoa, po- hey, hey, do you... Have you guys ever... Do you care if I bring some Zima on? Yes, I care if you bring Zima. Zima doesn't count. Zima... Oh. Zima... Dr. Dongo. Anyway, join us every Saturday for a podcast that delves into the craft brew world. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. Journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. It's a journey into comics. Journey into comics. Journey into comics. Network. 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 Production. Production. Hey, hey, this is Josh Richmond, and you are listening to the Voice of Survival podcast, exclusively on the Journey into Comics Network. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Voice of Survival podcast. It's season two, episode 17. As that introduction said, I am your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today on the show. You know, in the past several weeks and really over the past several months of this show, as we've changed what the Voice of Survival is and means and it going from a strictly interview-based show to now being more topical-based, I have been hitting some pretty heavy topics if we can be honest i've covered divorce death gun control the stigma of cannabis just to name a few tyler and i did aliens that was a very fun special episode that was a lot lighter i would say but that was probably the last really light episode we've done here on the voice of survival today however i'm going to be kind of lightening it up as we take a different trip this is going to be a little bit of a motivational episode. It's going to have some parts where I'm talking about, you know, how I have found my way through life and being in search of my goals, what I have done to try to to actually achieve those goals, steps I take in my my day to day to to do so. Uh, it's we're also going to talk a lot about vacation because I'm about to go on vacation, so we're going to dive into that a little bit. And then we are also going to be talking about, and this is something also very exciting, friendship, just in general. And what I mean by talking about friendship is I'm not going to sit out here and just like, these are all my friends, shout out friends. While I could totally do that, and a lot of you guys would be like, these are just hosts on the network, what the fuck? Obviously they're your friends. But uh, I want to break kind of down reality of friendship, because there's a lot of things I think... There are misnomers, there are um, false guides, if you will, of what a friendship is and what makes a friendship. And I'm going to kind of break down different ways friendships work. I feel like I am a person who has friendships in a lot of different categories. Professional friendships, you know, semi-professional friendships, strictly friendship friendships, and everywhere in between. And there's a lot of different, like, sub-thoughts of that. So... 
I mean, I guess let's just kick it off with friendship. It's a good spot to start. You know, when I think about having friends and growing up in my life, I feel like I could say without question that till I was probably, I don't know, man, like 12, 13, I didn't have a large number of friends. I think I had, okay, so if I break it down, I feel like there were like three or four kids that I always played around with and were friends with, and that was a mixture of it being because they lived close and also because their parents worked with my parents because of the school system or their mom or dad worked with my mom because she was in the school system or whatever. So, and I can remember back being a kid and, and having kid friendships was a lot different. You would, you know, if it's, let's say summer, you're up, you're on the phone, you're calling whatever friends you want to try to make some plans with. Hey, let's do this. You know, it's not a text. You have to actually pick up the phone and call them and whatnot. And it was so simple because you would just do things. You know, if your parents gave you some money, you could do extra things. But you essentially, could, you just had to find a way to entertain yourself and do things, live life. And that, it's really nice, you know, you make friends. And I think that a lot of people <clears throat> would say that there's like the ideal friendship. There's never been fights. There's never been problems. There's never been anything. And while I'm sure those friendships exist... You know, I think that for a good, healthy friendship to exist, you need to really see that person. And to see that person, you're going to see them at their weakest. You're going to see them take shit out on you. You're going to see them act irrationally or emotionally without thinking. You're going to see them put themselves in danger one way or another. Uh, you're going to see your friends do things, whether you're ready to accept that or not, that could potentially change everything, right? And I, you know, I've had friends, example, I'm not going to name my friend, but I have a friend who's been going through some shit. And he and I have been through a lot of shit. So we were close and things were cool for a really long time. We had a very, very tight relationship, tight friendship. Unfortunately, I learned that he was saying some things about me to people that were things that I was saying in confidence uh, and also embellishing some of said things to make me look way worse, which, say la vie, is what it is. And that kind of happened, and I let it roll off. I didn't, like, even come at him about it. I found out through a third party, and it was like, a, it may, and it might have even just been a one-off situation. It might have been that one time, but still, in my head now, my trust has been tampered with a little bit. <clears throat> We were cool for a while and we stopped talking and we stopped talking hard. He unfriended me on Facebook. We stopped texting. He sent me this long message that was like, I haven't been Facebook friends with you for 22 fucking days and you haven't noticed or reached down or anything and I could have been dead and blah, blah and all this shit and like really threw it at me and I was like, oh fuck, hardcore. Uh, but then the universe gave me an opportunity to see the bigger picture, right? And have an opportunity to keep this person in my life. When one night we were sitting here, the three of us, my phone rings. And it's this friend who I haven't heard from at all. And I have a choice right now. I could pick it up or I could just hang up and or not not answer, you know, whatever. I pick it up and it's my buddy and he's like, hey, um, dude, I, I'm freaking out right now. I'm not right. I need somewhere to go. It can't be my house. I need somewhere to be because I want to fucking kill myself. And I was like, 
come right here right now. I don't care. We didn't talk to months. You know, months. Take a quick little drink break there. Been talking pretty solid here. So we hadn't talked in a few months. And I just welcomed him back into my home without question. We hadn't even settled the shit. Nothing had even been fucking hashed out yet. And I just saw my friend and I was like, you know, the beef is the beef. I can't let this dude fucking dial my watch. If I say no or if I can't accommodate in some way, shape, or form, if I literally can't drop everything and make this happen, this motherfucker is going to die. And I couldn't, I just couldn't do that. So we invited him into our home. He stayed here for several hours. We uh, we definitely consumed a lot of cannabis that day. I tried to get him back to a happy place and feeling like himself again. And uh, it was hard. It was really hard to see my friend like that. And it made me grateful that I had him in my life. So that situation happened. And then several months went by. We consistently were talking after this. Like we stayed closer in contact than it had been. And, and things were on the norm. We still hadn't hung out since then, though, and he had said, like, hey, we should pick a time sometime, like, once a week or something, just carve a little time out for us. I was like, all right, dude, that's cool. Like, we could do that. We can work our schedules. We can make that happen. So we would carve out a little bit of time. We would hang out, his place, my place, whatever, go out somewhere, do something fun, and things were cool. And then... As you guys know, because you've probably listened to more than one podcast, and if you haven't, I do encourage you to go back and listen to all the Voice Survivals. The first season and a half are totally different than what we're experiencing now. As the first season and a half, I was doing pretty crazy interviews with some different profiled people uh, in different ranges and different professions that were a lot of fun to talk to. And uh, I do encourage you guys to go back and listen to those if you haven't. Anyways, so back to the to the front here. Um, you know... One day, we were supposed to hang out, and I can't. Uh, something has come up. I'm not. I'm not gonna bring up specifically what had happened on this one time. And it was. It was big enough of a deal where he understood. Oh shit! I got you, dude. I hope everything's okay. Okay, cool. Badass. So then, a few months go by, and a situation like this again occurs. It's the night before, and he's like, "Hey, are are we hanging out tomorrow?" And I was like. I mean, I think so. I'm not feeling 100%, but I think so. Like, we, sh we should be able to do that. And I was up all night with a migraine. I didn't sleep. I tried to lay down. Once I laid down, it was like 9 o'clock, and I had texted him. I went to bed, and I got back up, and I was just blown up with text and craziness and all of this, like, just malicious shit spewing, essentially, you know? And, again, I try not to take it personal. I really didn't. I was like... It's unfortunate that this is happening. It's unfortunate that you're lashing out like this because I literally have a fucking migraine and I'm not going to endanger myself because if I get in a vehicle while I'm driving, while if I'm in a vehicle with a migraine and I am already in that haze, I'm not going to be clear. If I get a migraine while driving, I'm already locked into that like headspace and I'll fight that motherfucker till I'm home and then it'll just crush me, you know? So... I have this migraine and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not getting the car, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I can't endanger me or other people or anything like that. It's just, it's not smart. And it was a personal thing, a personal affront to him. It was a fuck you again, whatever. And I was like, hadn't heard from him, hadn't heard from him, hadn't heard from him. And then he hits me up on the random. He's like, Hey man, I hope you're well. I've been in therapy. I've been trying to get better. 
because I have problems. I've got anxiety. I have all these other things going on. And I'm like, oh, man. Like, I understand. I do see it. I do understand. And that's why I tried to maintain calmness the second time. Like, I'd already seen you lose your shit over something so small and, and detonate our friendship, as it were. So when this was something that was my health, I, I kind of understood that there's something not right, you know. So, you know, there there's the bridge again of, of, of kindness, and, and it's been extended again. And, um, you know, not too much further down the road there from that story, I get a text. And he's like, hey, man, I'm about to start work again because he had been injured. He's like, hey, man, I'm about to start work again, and I, I can't go. I don't can I just call off and come hang out with you? And I was like, bro, hold on. And I was like, listen, let me be responsible for a second for you because this is not, this is very irrational. I was like, you just got everything squared away at your job. The whole thing got taken care of because you were injured and and they took care of you. Now you want to fuck it up and start putting points on your shit. As soon as you start up, I don't think that's a smart play, man. I think that's, you're sabotaging yourself, honestly. You're trying to uh, be a detriment to yourself. And we can talk about that too, because honestly, to kind of tie into all of this, I guess we're going to talk a little bit about depression and anxiety and whatnot. For you folks who have it, listen, I don't suffer from anxiety like normal folks. Things that stress most people out, I'm pretty calm about. I can keep my bearings, as it were. But with the people who have actual anxiety, who have uh, the inability to cope with being around a large group of people, social anxiety, as it were, uh, anybody who has anxiety about anything, because it's so it's the smallest, literally, and I don't care, some people might be listening to this like, this is fucking dumb. Anxiety is fucking fake. No, it's not. I've seen anxiety devastate some of the closest people around me, and cause great mental harm to them and that's something we need to consider too is that mental health is important i want to keep preaching it mental health is important you need to be considering that no man or woman is strong enough uh on this planet to not have coping mechanisms to get through and survive just being a human and if you don't know how to cope and if you don't know how to just go, okay, I'm, you have to roll with the punches. Like I'm rolling until the, I'm rolling with the punches until my light's been punched. That's how you have to be, you know? So, you know, there are people who are really, they try to do that, that front. I'm strong. I don't need therapy. I'm strong. I don't need help. I'm strong X, Y, Z, or, you know, whatever. And while all the while things are chipping at them, you notice they're more agitated at everything in life. It's, it's worse and worse and worse, you know. So, those, you know, you just, you got to reach out and you got to tell people, like, honestly, I think you should seek counseling of some sort. Even if it's just like a one-off meeting with someone who sits down with you and you're like, hey, doc, here's what's going on. I've got fucking job stresses and my fucking girlfriend's pissed at me because some stupid shit that she thought she saw on the internet that's not real. You know, whatever whatever your drama is, I don't, I'm just making it up as we go along here. You know, or, you know, or what there was some shit that I wrote that was condescending that pissed her off or so, you know, whatever, you know, or didn't go out to the bar with her and fucking get drunk or some shit, you know, whatever the reason is, you know, there is, um, I don't know how to say this, but like your doctor's going to say, okay, well, these are things that are outside minor stresses that have fixes. They're not things that are constantly broken that are unfixable in your life. 
And if you seek a way to, to just even just cope with things you can't fix about yourself, it's a big step up, honestly. It really is. Because I think, I think that's helped me a lot, just being a person and, and, and from my from my t- early impressionable 20s until, until in my early 30s now, I think I've evolved a lot as a person. I think that I'm not even the same human that I was well over 10 years ago. Uh, that version of me is not a person that I was very cool with, honestly. I mean, that's a version of me that I'm really grateful that the people I have in my life now have not seen or have been minimally touched by. Because that version of me, I think in a lot of ways, was toxic. And I don't think I was okay with myself. I wasn't okay with who I was as a human person just doing this thing. And I feel like as I have driven myself towards the things I really genuinely have always wanted in my world ever since I was little. I mean, some of the earliest memories are me and music and uh, talking to people. I do that in some of the biggest facets of my life, making music with Walk Among Us and then obviously doing Journey into Comics Network and all the shows we, we host and whatnot. So as you drive towards your happiness and the thing you want... What you genuinely want. And, and that's another thing, too. People don't find their calling. You, some people do not know what the fuck they are meant to do. It's a hard thing. We're people. There are millions of different things you could do. There are some people who are dumb and get duped into doing things that a sane person would never do. I'm looking at you white supremacists. Sorry. I'm looking at you crazy Republicans who are still supporting our president. I'm not really sorry, but listen, if you can find your calling, your genuine passion, music, art, anything, and I think, and I really do believe this is the true, truest truth, if you are a human who is not creating something, you're not serving a purpose. And I don't mean that negatively, I don't want you to go and do something terrible to yourself, but what I mean by that is, Some people create life, some people create art, some people create music, some people create love, some people create movements, you know, some people create change, okay? And if you're not creating something, if you are not serving that purpose to take your vessel and express it somehow, you need to. Because it's going to help fulfill you even further. Even something is so small. And, you know, I think that's one thing that I have learned running the Journey into Comics Network, honestly, is that the people that I've brought in needed some spot to create. And even if they have other things now that they're also creating, or even if they were creating before, the podcast is a special place to create because... It's your ideas, your thoughts, it's your soul being bared through a microphone into whatever device you're recording with. So, you know, we're talking about friends and I'm talking about my buddy who has anxiety and things are, you know, hard and, and, you know, Sarah has anxiety as well and, and struggles with depression and things of that nature and it's hard. It's hard to, to be around and live with a person who constantly has to fight that demon because they're battling themselves and sometimes they battle you and you don't, you, you get, I mean, I am still learning and, and that's the honest to God's truth. I am still learning how to be better at handling um, depression from without myself. 
tor- you know, it, it, someone else lashing out towards me because it is hard. It is difficult. You are sitting there with someone you love, hearing these really crazy, irrational thoughts, ideas, and whatnot, and you want to be helpful, talk them off a bridge, give them love, and a lot of times that works, but sometimes there's pushback, and that can be difficult, you know. Uh, so, you know, if you have someone in your life like that who has depression, who has anxiety, who struggles, who you notice um, it t- turns the knife inward, proverbially speaking, more often than not in a situation, you reach out to them and, and be kind. That's the first lesson of today in this podcast with a friend uh, and, and, and talking about friendship is being kind to one another no matter what, even if we have differences, you know, because if we go back to how it used to be in a long time ago, folks, and maybe not to the same degree, and, and, and it's never been perfect, so I don't want you guys to think I, I'm, I'm saying that everything has been perfect. There's definitely a better way to do things. But we used to always focus on each other's common ground instead of things we weren't on the same page for, you know. what do we? What's our commonality? What do we all agree on? You know, what do we all like? And, you know, honestly, I think that's some of the reason they won't legalize cannabis across the board. Because it will be a great unifier. Because a lot of people start smoking in circles. They'll be talking to people. They'll be friends. They'll be, hey, how's it going? They'll start bringing up bullshit that's just bullshitting because they're high and trying to feel good and not, not trying to be depressed and talk about politics or religion or whatever, you know, and, and, and all the things that divide us. Because if you look at it, the things that are controlling us divide us, and the things that we've been told that we need divide us. You know, religion divides us. Everybody has their own religious belief. Even if you don't want to believe in religion, you have now been divided out of that. So it, it, it is insane because it creates cracks in the ground between two people who we're all people believe what you want to believe i don't care it's not going to hurt me as long as you're not trying to hurt me and as not as long as you're not trying to hurt other people i think that's a fair religion i think that's a sensible culture okay but then you know these cracks of of political ground too as we've as we it's very black and white it's very much you're either blue or red red or blue one or the other you can't you can't have ideas that are in the middle that doesn't work because then who will you vote for what part of yourself will you compromise in that, you know, middle ground between black and white that should be gray, but it's not because you can't blend it. You're not allowed. And, I, th- you know, I feel like maybe at some point in our life, if we are fortunate enough to survive climate change, uh, I do believe that we can fix the way that people are put into positions of power in our country and allow for the people who have the um, biggest hearts, the best ideas, and um, acting with kindness first. I think that's a very important thing. And you, oh, we, we, we need to go to war. No, you don't. That's a fake thing, war. That's created to sell more guns and to put people in position to take over oil fields or whatever else they want. War is it's a fake construct. It's man-made. We don't need it. It's not a natural thing. We could all be on this planet roaming about fucking having a good time. Everybody on the same page. Everybody being friends. <clears throat> you know, and to speak on that, I have other friends who confide in me stuff. I've never let that stuff out. Not if it killed me. 
uh, they confide in me in their troubles and their worries and their concerns and their fears. They're not depressed. They just need an outlet to speak. And they know that although I only have one ear technically fully working, I am a good listener. So, you know, you, you take in your friendships differently. And, and, and the, some of the friends that let in those kind of things, we've never had heavy beef. We've never drama We've never been through, and on the opposite spectrum, you look at someone like Brando and myself, which you guys, if you go back to episode three of The Voice Survival season one, you can listen to Brando and I kind of rehash the falling out of our friendship version 1.0, and then if you go to hitting the reset button, podcastrophe episode 96, uh, you can hear our regenesis yet again as we rebuild a new friendship, because Ultimately, I think that is what shows the testament of a friendship is if you can get through the shit, if there is shit and come out on the other side, still friends. Those are the people who are meant to be in your life. And if you go through some shit with somebody and then they don't come out on the other side or you don't come out on the other side for them, say la vie, man. That's just let it go. It's not it doesn't mean you can't be friendly. It doesn't mean you have to hate that person. But if it's not meant to be what it was. Don't be hurt about it. Be okay with it, you know? That's the, I think that's the best way to look at friendships. <clears throat> you know, and I think then on the other hand, you have like friendly acquaintances, you, people that you're kind to, you're nice to. Hey, what's up? How's it going? You know, whatever. You're not going to divulge your life. You're not really going to talk deep. You're not going to get personal with them. Uh, not because you don't want to, but you don't know this person. You don't know who they know. You don't know what they know. And you don't know if you could just put yourself in a really shit situation, just letting somebody know a piece of information about you. So I think we've done we've done a pretty good job covering friendship. You know, I've kind of interspliced a little bit of anxiety and depression talking there. I do believe we'll be diving way deeper into that soon. Uh, I do know that I'm pretty sure the next episode or the episode after that of The Voice of Survival, Tyler is actually going to be hosting because he has a guest. Somebody he knows that he wants to interview, he said it's going to be a, a banger conversation, lots to unpack, well worth a listen. Haven't heard it yet. I don't know if they've recorded it yet, but I'm, I, you know, he knows his people. So uh, I can't wait to hear what that is exactly because I don't know what it is. Uh, but until then, we're going to get back into the show. As I said, we're going to be talking a little bit about vacations. Self-motivation and friendship. We already we already covered friendship for some reason. I have a little bit of the hiccups. Also, sorry that this has recorded a little bit late. It's been hectic as we get ready to go on vacation. It's a great segue. Um, we play a show tonight, and this isn't vacation. We play a show in Milwaukee tonight. It's going to be great. Uh, MKE Punk Fest 9, our return. Super excited. Uh, but also... We are prepping because next Thursday, so six days from right now, we'll be riding on a jet plane and uh, going to Denver, Colorado to uh, officially go see the Misfits in a situation that after it happens, I'll be talking about. But before it happens, I can't say a word. I'm so sorry. I have to keep it kind of elusive because that's the that's the life, isn't it? So... You know, we're going to Denver. That's going to be super exciting. The three of us have not got to be on vacation together in three years. The girls got to go to L.A. last year together, and I think that was 
you know, a very important meeting for them and very important, uh, what we call divine appointment, as it were, for them to be in LA and experience that. Uh, this Denver trip came on fast. We had to, you know, really make some moves and make some decisions just off the cuff uh, because it's coming up quick. It's, 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 it's only six days away. So we just got our tickets. We're trying to figure out where we're going to be staying. Uh, that's still coming together, obviously. And, you know, going on vacation is cool. When we went on vacation three years ago, the girls and I, we went to Mississippi for the ragtime competition that Sarah was in. We left Mississippi on our way home. We went to Memphis. In Memphis, we went to Sun Studios and got to go to Jerry the King Lawler's restaurant. And then... You know, we drove to Missouri and went to Lambert's Cafe, and then we drove home, and we did that all in one day. It was the craziest, like, second day, or third, it was the third day, because we were there Friday, Saturday, and then on Sunday we drove home. So, yeah, we did that, and it was, that was a very long day. I think we were in the car, like, 16 hours total, because we were, like, driving, stop, driving, stop, driving, stop, stop driving, driving stop, you know, and doing things. Uh, but it was well worth it. That was one of the most amazing times in my life. And I really, really, really am excited to do this trip. You know, we're going to go to Denver, Colorado. There are some different things about Denver, obviously recreational cannabis, cannabis is a thing. And there's, um, actually there's, all kinds of cool like places to go. There's different concert venues and whatnot. We're going to be going to Fiddler's Green Amphitheater. Uh, all in all, when you look at it, the 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 plans we have for this trip are pretty big. We're going to be gone for five days, flying out there on Thursday, flying home on Monday. Oh, just saying that is like, it kind of put a little bit of stress in my heart. I was like, oh God, like we're actually doing this. It's time. So we're going to go out there and it's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. Traveling is good for the soul too. And uh, I think that people need to travel because, you know, to cure, I'm pretty sure this is the best thing in the world. I can't remember who said it, but it's to cure fascism, read, and to cure racism, travel. Or that might be flip-flopped. I think it's actually the right way I just said it. But yeah, so traveling is good because you get to see other environments, other cultures, how other people do it, how other things are. You get to see kindness across the board. Uh, you also get to see weird shit. You also get to see not kindness. You get to experience how other areas of Earth... Because listen, even the United States is a big enough place that if you go across the country, you're technically like in a different country. Because things are done just a little bit different. People talk a little bit different. The lingo is a little bit different. The belief system is a little bit different. You know, we are 50 states governed as one, but realistically, we're 50 little countries that have their own opinions about shit, you know? So, I can't wait to, to travel. I'm really not a huge fan of flying, although this time, I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty stoked because... We're going to be taking the laptop. We'll put some movies on it. I'll bring my headphone splitter. We'll all have some headphones. We'll watch a movie while we're on the flight. It'll be a nice time. And that's that, you know? 
and that will be that. So, where do we go from here? We didn't spend a lot of time on traveling, because I don't travel often. I mean, I guess that's not true. You know what? I'll unpack that here, too. That's actually a very interesting place to do this, but we do travel a lot, obviously, because Walk Among Us, we're on, in the, on the road all the time, you know? And we are always going to different places. We've played Columbus this year. We've played Dayton, Ohio this year. We've played Indianapolis this year. We're tonight going to be playing Milwaukee. We just played Louisville, Kentucky last Sunday. Let me tell you guys, if ever I've ever... How do I even say this? If there's ever been confirmation of us being on quote-unquote the right path or that we are always on time, this one specific day last Sunday was the absolute without question um, proof. So, you know, early in the morning, Tyler and I were trying to record uh, Journey into Comics. We had some insane technical difficulties that seemingly no one noticed. That's what I've heard. Everyone said it was sounded really nice, so that's good. Um, so insane technical difficulties across the board on that. While that's happening, uh... You know, V's getting ready for our trip. Sarah's at work doing teaching piano lessons. So I'm my, my goal is like get this done, have a little bit to chill, get our stuff together to go to the show, pack and be ready to be on the road by like 1230, 1 o'clock. And Sarah got home like when she said she would, a little bit afternoon. Things were kind of on time even though Tyler and I ran late. And then, you know, all of a sudden, here we are and... It's like 120, 125, 135, 140, I think. And I was like, we need to go. So we leave. We're on 8094. We get on to 65 South because literally to Louisville is 65 South all the way down. Straight shot. You don't ever have to leave off this road at all. It's kind of fucking nuts. So we're taking 65 South. We are where we always are on our way to Maryville, which is the first major town. I look in front of me and all of a sudden I see dust and I'm like, oh shit, there was an accident. And I slam on my brakes and there's a fucking van over a bridge spinning the fuck out, smashing the side rail and shit. It was super unsettling. We were just seconds away from this being a part of our journey as well. Uh, we get super lucky there. We, you know, notice that there are people stopped already. They're already attending to the accident. People are making sure the person's okay. The girl is out of her vehicle. She's fine. You know, the other people are out of their vehicle. They're fine. Uh, there's a person on the phone. Looks like she's calling the cops. So everything's cool. We move on. And we keep driving. You know, we made a couple stops randomly. Just, I had to, it's weird because I stopped out of turn, usually we only like to take one or two stops on the longer drive so we can just get it fucking done. And we had stopped, and like a half hour later I had to stop again because I had to pee really bad. And I think that might have been the difference in this next thing because we get into Louisville, and we get to this stoplight. And the stoplight turns green, and I don't go. I don't go. I don't immediately hit the gas and, and start to take this turn. We're in the truck. We have the gear. I'm, I'm going to be cautious. So I'm getting ready to go, and I look to my left one last time, and there is a car not at all fucking slowing down. And it's doing like 45 miles an hour. And had I hit the gas, we would have been T-boned. It would have hit me. I probably would be dead. Uh, luckily, that didn't happen. Uh, luckily, we are okay. Uh, and, 
you know, live to tell another tale. Uh, the show went really well. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of people out, a lot of people saying nice things, taking pictures, doing all that jazz. It was a great experience, you know, and that was, and again, those things are still fun. It's fun to travel like that. Even if it's tight in the truck, we're going to a different place. We experienced a little bit of a different culture. Kentucky is a little bit different. They definitely are more in the South. You can tell the voices, the, the everybody's accent automatically is like, oh, we are in the South officially. There's no joke. Let's take a quick drink break. Sadly, it's water brought to you by dudes who'd like to drink them brews. Check out Brews with Dudes every Saturday right here on the Journey into Comics Network. You guys know them and love them. Make sure to check it out. Some people will be like, why don't you just edit out the water drink, dude? Because that's not authentic. That's not what really happened in the story when I was talking to you guys. When I sit down to record a podcast, I want to like talk directly into your ear hole and tell you a thing and give you a visual representation of things. So we are 35 minutes into the show now. I've talked about travel. We've dove into friendships. The last thing I have for you guys is going to be some self-motivation. Now, I don't know who's going to listen to this. Listen, we have listeners all over. California, Indiana, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, Florida, you name it, right? Washington State is another big one that I really am stoked that we have some plays in. Uh, and then shout out to the other countries that listen to us, whether you're in Canada or in Brazil, which, speaking of which, total side note, the motherfucking rainforests are on fire because the Brazilian government are pieces of shit, and we as a people need to stand up and do something because that's going to affect our time on this earth, and our time is going to get literally just devastated. The clock is already ticking because of climate change. It's not some fake made-up construct. You want to know why it's hotter every year, why storms are more violent every year, why winters are stranger every year? It's because of global warming. Think of it like a pendulum. The more extreme you get to one side, the hotter it gets in the summer. The harder and colder and crazier it's going to get in the winter. And say la vie back and forth. And, the, and it's just going to keep... And we are on a very, 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 very dangerous course right now, folks. Just being real. But anyways, if you're listening in any of these countries, thank you guys so much. It's super cool to know that people all over the globe are checking us out. We do really hope, and I genuinely hope you hear this message. I don't know if you will hear this message, and we'll start saying it in every episode. We want you guys to reach out to us. Comment on the Podbeans. Comment on the Twitters or the YouTubes or whatever Wherever you're ingesting your journey into Comics Network, wherever you're taking us in, please talk to us. We would love to hear from you guys. Do you know how cool it would be to interact with any of you? Just to say, like, hey, I was talking to this guy in Canada who was listening to the show, and he had this thought. I would love to share your thoughts. Even if you hate our stuff, man, we would love to hear from you guys. Please reach out. So anyways, now we're going to get into that motivational talk. Like I said, I don't know where in the world you guys are. I, I, I couldn't guess where in the world you are, but I can guess that sometimes you deal and struggle with things, whether it's gearing up to go to an event, <clears throat> you know, in life, you don't feel satisfied with your love life, you don't feel satisfied with your work life, your dreams aren't being fulfilled, whatever it is, you know, and I'm here to tell you, it starts with you. It's not on the, any, it's not on the outside at all. 
all the people that are surrounding you only affect you so much. And I will say that you are the five parts of the people you keep around you. So you are the sum of the people you keep around you. And what that means is if you keep scumbags around you, sorry, you're probably going to be a scumbag. And if you keep smart, intelligent people, driven people beside you, you will find yourself more driven just because it's the it's the way of man. You see your fellow brethren doing something and you're just like, fuck, I want to do that too. I want to level up as well and go to the fucking next place. So listen, you're sitting there, your work day, it's a long day, kind of sucks. Boss might have yelled at you or maybe yelled at somebody else and that just affected your mood. You know, that can happen. I want you to remember that you still hold all the cards and there's nothing keeping you where you are right now. Sure, you could say money is an issue. Fine. Sure, you could say your love life is an issue. Fine. Whatever it is, if you're not happy with what you're doing, find something that will make you happy. Or, if you know you're going to be doing something that makes you unhappy, but you are a very strong-willed, determined person who can handle that. You're like, I fucking hate my job, but I'm making all this money. Cool beans. And it's still hard for you. I want you to remember that creating is something that you can do. You can go home and sketch, even if it's terrible the first hundred times. Or you can watch videos on YouTube how to do any kind of project just to give yourself an opportunity to create and get a part of you out there, away from yourself, and and, and grow. Maybe you have a guitar you haven't picked up in 10 years. Pick that motherfucker up and write the first thing that comes out of your head. Just start fiddling. Put a recorder on and start writing some music. Whatever happens is what's meant to happen. You are in control. There are people who are all, I would love to podcast. I can't podcast. You know what? You can podcast. Even if it's just a cell phone, it's set up nowadays where you can podcast pretty fucking easy. You don't have to have a super nice recording studio set up. You don't have to have a nice, you know, um, editing software or, you know, have all the tools. You need a Podbean account and a cell phone, and you can become a podcast. Not to say that that's how mine is done, but there are people out there that do it that way. And you know what? The people that are out there doing that, they are driven because they want to create. They want their voices to be heard, you know? And I think that's a very important thing to remember. Have your voice heard. It is so important. And I don't mean be the loudest guy in the room and and annoy everybody. What I'm saying is be elegant, be thoughtful, be kind, be caring. I know I say that a lot, but seriously, you have to. We are in an age now where us as people have to take control. All of the governments have failed in some form or fashion. Everybody's fucked up somehow. Everybody's been told the wrong thing, and we need to remember at the core of it all, at the center of who we are. We are all people. We are all breathing individuals with brains and hearts and lungs and all the things you're born with. And if you're born without some of those things somehow or some way, or you're missing extremities or whatever, however that is, that is very unfortunate, but that doesn't make you less of a person. You are still a human being. We are all still humankind. And notice that last word, human kind. Not human cruel. We aren't the human cruel. We're the human kind. We're mankind, womankind. 
not unkind, okay? So remember that because it is very important deep down to just go like, why does it matter what somebody else believes religiously? That's their jazz. That, that's what they're getting into. And why does it matter that someone else listens to something? And why should I be awful to somebody who votes opposite me? You know, maybe in this era, that's a little bit harder to say because I, I do understand that we are currently combating like this Trumpian era where people are, they've been brainwashed, man. It's a cult. It is a full-blown Trump cult. He has brainwashed people. And it's not, you know, there's a lot of people who are smart and got out, but there are still people who are very much brainwashed, and that's dangerous. It can create a very toxic environment. Cults are dangerous and toxic. 30 seconds to Mars, I'm looking at you. Uh, you know, so... All in all, when you're going about your day and you need to remember things, remember from within a couple things that I always tell myself, like, I'm worth it, I'm loved, I'm taken care of, people respect me, you know, people take my ideas seriously. You have to tell yourself that because, of course, deep down, you could also tell yourself the opposite thing. Well, I tell myself the other thing, man, because I don't believe people respect me and I don't believe people do this or that. I understand that, and people might not at first, but you have to respect you. You have to believe in yourself and have that kind of swagger for it to bleed into other people, for them to go, oh, this person's taking shit seriously. They know what they want. They know what they mean. And, and you know, another thing is to remember that, again, you are in control of yourself, and you are in control of the good that is the world. People think they're out of control. Oh, man, the world's too hard to affect change. No, it's in little things. It's in seeing that there was an accident, and before I even could think about, oh, my God, can I help that person, other people were already in the process of helping that person because I was so taken aback. The fact that there are people that are quickly there to act for one another is important because we all are still people. And you know what? Throw color out the door, throw race, religion out the door, all those things because... If you have a shred of empathy, and I know that some people might not, that's a hard construct up to accept as well. There are folks who do not understand how to be empathetic whatsoever, okay? Those people have to be shown that it's okay to be concerned about other folks. It is okay to go, oh man, I hope they're okay. I hope everyone is okay. Every time I hear sirens, my first thought is, God, I hope everyone's okay. I might not even know the person. I might not even have met that person. But my hope is, is that they would do the same for me if they were to hear the sirens and they were coming to me. You know, hey, I hope he's okay. I hope that whatever has happened is okay. I believe as a people, we need to remember that as they keep us divided, they keep us uneducated underpaid, overworked, constantly stressed out. And that big word that I said earlier, divided. They keep us divided. And only us as a people, us as a whole, can go, hey, nah, not anymore. I'll reach across the aisle. I'll shake my fellow man's hand. I'll reach across the border. I'll shake my fellow man's hand. I'll reach across the sun, you know, whatever. I'll shake my fellow alien's hand. We have to start buying into that and use kindness as our first weapon. 
because it should be. Kindness should be the first thing everyone goes to because if you put yourself in that situation, wouldn't you want that same kindness? But if you aren't the one to send out that kindness, how in the hell can you expect to receive kindness? Do you see how it works? It is in some sort of way the uh, karmatic law, as it were, or karma, as it were. So, look, and here's another thing, man. There are people who have great ideas who are so afraid and terrified to tell their bosses or, or their colleagues or whoever, like, hey, I have this really good idea that I think could do this thing because they're afraid of rejection. Here's my thought. A even if you're afraid of rejection, my first I my first thought for you, if you have an idea, is to write that idea down. Then take that idea and think about it and keep looking at the idea and try to tweak it to make every thought of your idea better. Is that good? Eh, make it better. Is that good? Eh, make it better. Is that good? No, yeah, that's actually great. Keep it. But this needs to be just a little bit better. Once those are all welled up, you know, make sure you got all your shit dated. That way your ideas can't be stolen. It is very important to keep copies of your concepts with dates and times and and email them to yourself as the, it's happening so you have a digital footprint of, of proof. Uh, and, you know, then go to your boss. Say, hey, here's this idea. I drafted it up. I think it's really great. Read it in your spare time. You don't have to try to speak because not everybody's going to be able to verbalize in 10 seconds to their boss their great idea especially if they're nervous that their boss is going to reject it turn it in in paper form here's my idea date time signature stamped watermarked whatever let me know what you think if your boss doesn't like the idea or whatever the concept that's okay it's not the end of the world he doesn't see it he doesn't understand yet that there's hopefully some good side to your idea hopefully it's not a shitty idea and, 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 you know, maybe ask, hey, why did you not like that idea? And they'll say, okay, well, here's the reason. Break it down X, Y, Z. Or he'll go, it's not that I don't like the idea. It's just that not yet. We have to wait. You know, whatever. X, Y, Z. So with that being said, you know, again, that's creating. That's giving yourself an opportunity to level up. And maybe your hard work will be noticed. Hopefully your hard work will be noticed. I know that's hard to say in this day and age as I was just talking about how Everyone takes advantage of that and overworks all their employees and underpays them while billionaires make billions. The people that some of you folks are voting for in office are literally robbing the rest of the country blind, and you're all letting it happen. And we got to stop that. We all got to be on the same page. So anyways, I think you guys hopefully have been motivated by this to just stand up, do what's right, go the extra mile. You know, and that's another thing too. In little things around your house, around your world, I want to use the Nike Shia LaBeouf phrase of just do it. Dishes need to get done. Not, oh, I'm going to sit down and fuck around. I'll get to them later. Dishes. Handle them. Dinner needs to get cooked. Handle it. Fucking kid's bedroom needs to be cleaned. Bring their ass in there. Have them handle it. Have them help you handle it. Make them learn that it's okay to clean up as you go along. Leaving messes and stuff leaves you discombobulated. It makes it harder to function, harder for your brain to operate and to focus. When your environment is chaotic, your brain becomes chaotic. When your environment is very nicely put together and you feel in control of that environment, you feel more mindful of your thoughts and your ideas. You feel more in control of who you are as you're speaking, as you're creating. So I do encourage you guys to do that. Go that extra mile. Do not 
just be okay living life at 30% because it's not good enough. It was never good enough. And it's a cop out for people, you know, saying, Oh, well, I only operate at X amount of percent. I'm not trying to call anybody out. I know that there's, there's somebody's going to assume this is me trying to be dramatic and I'm really not. This is coming from a very, 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 very impassioned spot in my soul. We operated a hundred percent of the time, all the time. Our brains choose to divert our focus from wanting to stay focused on tasks all the time. But my thing is, the sooner you get your shit done, the sooner all the shit's done, the more time you have to relax. And the more you keep up with doing the shit, the more time you will actually have to relax because each time you need to do something, it will not be a great event. It will not be an extravaganza. You know, a few weeks ago, month ago, two months ago at this point, shit, I don't remember. We redid the whole house. We reorganized new furniture, took some stuff out, changed some things around, you know, gave everything essentially a makeover, right? And in doing that, in giving this room and this space a quote-unquote makeover, it upped our energy. It gave us this new found life and, and, and ability to focus differently. And that led to Hey, dishes, do them, boom, handled. There's not tons of dishes in the sink ever. Just get them done. Oh, not a lot of laundry ever. Just get it done. Not a lot of fucking mess to be made. Get it done. Oh, there's just a little bit of vacuuming to be done because we've already been vacuuming at least once a week. You know, and just keeping on top of things, man. That's going to help you more than anything be motivated is just staying on top of shit. And if if you're like, fuck, man, I was motivated for like two days and then I just all of a sudden lost it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You got lazy. You gave up. You got to push past that because your brain's going to tell you, hey, slow down. Hey, stop. Hey, you need to, you're, it's fine. You can go sit down and have that sandwich. It's not a big deal. And while you might be hungry, eat the fucking sandwich. Don't get me wrong. There's other shit that's got to be done. Get that shit done too in your life, in your work life, in your personal life, in your, in your friend life, in your family life. If your kids come around you and they are like, hey, I want to play, you say, okay, we're going to play. We're going to play for X amount of time. We're going to do this or... We're going to play while dad or mom does X, Y, or Z. And then you work while you play with your kid and you kind of just do a little bit of everything. You can multitask. It's okay. You know, uh, my big thing is in one day I can accomplish most tasks in my house because what I'll do is I'll get up in the morning and I'll shower. Shower's done. Don't have to fuck with that. Okay. Then, oh, I got to do laundry on this day. Okay, so the laundry is going to go in right after my shower. As soon as the first wash cycle is done and I put the clothes in the dryer, I'll do the dishes if the dishes need to get done. Then once the dryer is done, I'll fold those and then start my next run of laundry, which will go wash, dry, wash, done, dry, done, you know, which will be towels, bedding, whatever it has to be. In doing that and just keeping that little routine on one day, it keeps the house under control keeps everything nice it keeps everything in order so if we have a guest if we have somebody spring up hey i'm in town i need to visit cool it's great please do we'd love to have you house looks nice we're ready to accept you into our lives into our rooms into our planet whatever the fuck it is we're going to accept you in you know you're going to come and visit and it's going to be great and you're also going to go oh wow this house is nice it's a nice environment Now, it's changed your mood. It's calmed you down. It's got you in the right headspace. So see, it's all these little things that help motivate us, even smaller than we know. You could say, I mean, 
talk yourself up, listen to audiobooks of <clears throat> how to motivate yourself and how to push past when you think you can't and whatnot. I just want you guys all to know you're all very strong people who can persevere. We've all persevered and suffered in some way, shape, or form, and you know, we just wanna we just wanna keep focused and keep our goals together. Keep ourselves all together because remember United we stand, divided we fall. And I want you guys to keep that in mind across the globe. That I want all of us to be united. I don't I don't care what your religious beliefs are. And listen, some people's religious beliefs might need to just be shifted a little bit. And I don't mean altered completely, but take a long hard look and go, do these really match like the times? Are these arch- archaic laws and these archaic rules in our religions? Like does it make any sense for right now? Because wouldn't you want to like live in a religion that makes sense for now? Like if I made the universal religion of Nate and I said, okay, here's the deal. You don't need to pray to anything because that's fucking silly. I want you to just always be mindful of the universe and keep the universe in your heart as a conscience. And what I mean is as things happen in your day, as you notice things, as things become more bizarre to you or... Um, unexplainable it's not unexplainable the universe is guiding you and you were on the path and you were tuned in enough to visually accept and see that you know because crazy circumstances happen but sometimes when crazy circumstances all that happens you recognize that it's not crazy it is literally the universe guiding you on a path but i think that's going to do it for this week folks i want to thank you guys so much for checking out this week's episode of the voice of survival As always, you can check out this show, all the other shows on our network at journeyintocomics.com. Get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, TuneIn, and all the other ones. Just search Journey Into Comics Network or, hey Alexa, play Journey Into Comics Network. That will work and you can get us on your devices like that. I think that is going to do it for this week's episode, Season 2, Episode 17. I have been your host, Nate. This is the voice of survival. Out.